football on off the ball. He hasn't failed his way. Most people who've worked with him would say that. He'll have a counter-argument that in time, and I'm sure I know he wouldn't be happy about me making that comment, but I don't think he's failed his Join way. in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Hello there. You're very welcome back to the Football Pod. It's a Monday. We hope you're all listening in. I've got James O'Donoghue and Paddy Andrews back with me. We've all had busy weekends in our own rights. I was covering Corrafin and Salt Hill, and then I was at a Munster hurling clash between the Piercy and Ballygunner yesterday in the Gaelic grounds. James O'Donoghue scored a pair of goals in the O'Donoghue Cup for Legion on Saturday afternoon. Oh. Then he went for a clatter of pints, oh. and then he went to watch Fossa at Milltown Castle, Maine on Sunday. More of that in a minute. Paddy Andrews, how was your Saturday night, fella? <laughs> you teed me up here. We went for dinner for the first time since little Hugo was bored and how times have changed. We went out at half five in the afternoon. I went oh, home, came home in a taxi at a quarter to nine. Asleep in the morning. Yeah. No. Usually that wouldn't be far off. <laughs> to quarter to nine that evening, same evening, both of us panned out asleep in the back of the taxi. This is, oh. Oh, times have changed, lads. The party's over. Big time. Uh, the world has changed for Paddy yeah, Andrews. sad, sad times. Great and all, the little fella. But uh, yeah, it's a shock to the system. But other than that, it was, a, it was a great weekend. Thank you very much. I didn't do a 12-hour binge like Jimmy and then sit on the couch. <laughs> the, only time, the only time you should be asleep in the back of a taxi is if you're trying to disarm the taxi driver to do a runner. <laughs> yeah, at a quarter to nine the next morning. There's, there's, there are symmetries there, but this was not the case on Saturday night, no. Parents There's run. no way, James. It's not for everyone. I've been in, I've been in taxis with James Dunne and Clarney. There's no way you're getting away with a runner. They'd be knocking on your door the next morning. Yeah, no, never a Clarney. That's, li- how, that's how he keeps getting injured. That's what he's dealing with his grind, trying to get away from taxi. Like, no, I was actually never do that. Joke. But I, I'd always, yeah. I'd always run home anyway. Run home from yeah. town. I'm telling you, business. Okay. Freshens you up a bit. <laughs> Makes you extra tired to go to bed. You weren't running home from that road show last year, clearly. <laughs> Stumbling, taking lads out <laughs> of the way. Like. <laughs> a drink. You walk, never mind, run. Jesus. Anyway, other than that, other than that, there was loads of ball on, yeah. Mm, that's an exciting weekend. Let's start in the kingdom because I think it's the 46th Monday, roughly, of the year. David Clifford and Paddy Clifford between Fossa and Kerry and Sigerson. I've played, David anyway, I've played nearly every single Sunday a weekend. A lot of football. A lot of football. And I was thinking earlier on, this is it now. He's finished for the year, not realising that the poor Fussa lads, after losing the Kerry Intermediate Final, have to face the might of Clarny Legion in the O'Donoghue Cup in two weeks' time. <laughs> too much football. Too much football. There's no such thing as too much football. There is. Surely the lads will get a break. There is. I'm sure they will. It depends what they want to do. Um... If they if they'd won the weekend, I would have said there'd have been no hope that they'd have played O'Donoghue Cup. I don't know. Would they want to tag out again this year? Who knows? I think you're bigging up this cup to be more than what it really is. It's the World Cup of G in East Kerry. East Kerry is Kerry at the moment. Oh. Tag it. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm only joking. But no, East Kerry competition is important. Sure, Dingle just had a win. Actually, they won the West Kerry. 
Yeah, yeah, big deal. Dingle obviously in action against Clonmel Commercials in the Munster semi-final this weekend. Let's go through that game on Sunday then because uh, the world and the media in Ireland were all clued into that one because mm. they thought that the fuss of fairy tale was going to continue and they were going to continue this meteorical rise to the senior ranks in Kerry. Milton Castlemaine, who, very strong anyways, coming into it, had other ideas and it, it turned into an epic, James. It did. It was a brilliant game. Last year I went to... Um Lestroy against Fossa in the junior final and it was the best game I've been at that year and I reckon this is the best game I was at this year Fossa again Fossa Milton just Fossa can score every attack get a shot off every attack they kicked 18 points and lost Fossa or David Clifford yeah to be fair mostly David what like, did he get 12 did he he got 12 and he got he got 8 or 9 great points <laughs> you know, they weren't easy scores what we said last week, like these conditions are obviously trickier. This, I know there's a big win in that game as well, like, but we're not seeing many, and the same in the senior club championship games over the weekend, we're not seeing many big scores. But then mm. you look at that, that Fuss um, Castle or Milton. Milton game. 213 to 18 is sub score at this time of year. And for yeah. Clifford to score 12 points himself, I mean, that's winning some of the senior championship games around the country we've seen. It so is. It is. But it proves it's that a te- testament to the quality of. of the football on shoulder, to be fair to them. Yeah. But like it proves how important the goal is because yeah. Fossick kept getting ahead in the second half by a point or two, you think they'll pull away now, or they might get a goal chance themselves. And next thing Milton came down and went straight through the middle of him with a bit of pace. Killian Burke. Killian Burke, he's he's on the carry panel next year. He is gonna be he's gonna be one to watch. He is an athlete. He must be six six three powerhouse can carry the ball eye for a score do you know wants to go for the Jimmy or where where is he best he's he, for his club now and what he did for mid carry who got to the senior county final he was playing yeah. 14 coming out and okay. in and out depending on the situation but he, he's a forward because we know Kerry are looking for probably guys around the middle at they that are, level he's probably an inside forward is he <sighs> he's not a midfielder with the sales when I'm talking about him, I'm I'm eyeing him up as an inside forward, but I don't think that's yeah. going to be his his short term future. And like usually, the path for a fellow who can run that well and is good in the air is probably ten, isn't it? It's ten with yeah. a view to with a view to eight, and maybe you can do a bit of everything. Like yeah, but fuck, when a fellow has an eye for a goal and he loves taking fellas on, he loves dropping the shoulder. I would say keep him in by the goals. You know, let yeah. David Clifford and Paulie dictate Jimmy, to him. If you're talking about Kerry. Their team, like where, where's an opportunities for that young fella? And it, it's, it's eight, really ten, and twelve. It, it is around. That's that's where Kerry are probably a bit light. That could be a fast track for someone in there beside Jack Barry or Dermot O'Connor as well. Like, and I'm sure well, Jack Barry's gone. Be looking at that, he's gone altogether. Jack Barry is traveling, yeah. traveling. So, where were you for the last two months? Not what did you do? Have a baby? I wasn't following Jack Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly follow that normal season. They were mind the off season. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jack Barry's guns up. So Ooh. there's going to be space in midfield. Jimmy, you'd really get a game yourself in midfield, would you? I'm not, not great in the air. <laughs> you could be the runner, though. <laughs> it's like flicking on, flicking on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it came down again, James, to a. Well, I suppose uh, not the very last kick of the game, but Clifford kicked 12 points and he has a very tough free for people who haven't seen it. A 13 yard free along the sideline. Yeah. Uh, 64th minute to level it up. You know, I heard you chatting at the All-Stars, which are going to come to on Friday night and you were talking about how much you loved the freeze at the end of the round robin games this year. 
with all the games that went to the wire. So was it like that sort of drama again? The, like was it a tough free or, or what it was, was it? Very tough free. Yeah, like, it was windy. It, it wasn't. The wind wasn't hammering over one goalpost. You know, it wasn't going over the black spot somewhere where you just had to throw it up in the air. It was kind of swirling. He got the free over in the thirteen spot, right in the corner, fourteen yard, maybe twenty yard line, and he just left it out there a little bit. But they had another chance after that, and they didn't manufacture a shot, which Milton did very well to defend. But it always, mm. and do you know what? It came down to the end. That free to an extent, but a couple of kickouts that Milton said, do you know what? I'm not going to go short here and put the pressure on us. I'm going to send it out there and Boise fight for it. And hmm. if you can win one or two of them and get you up the other side of the field, you're made. And that, that's, that's what happened to them. They had some yeah. great catches. Jack O'Connor's son, Aino O'Connor, he's had a really interesting kind of career trajectory. I'd be right in saying he played originally with Drummond Pierce's, yeah. which would be Jack's home club. So does that mean that he played for South Kerry? He did. And then he went up to Moorfield and Clare and he won a Leinster and a couple of Clare titles at Moorfield. Mm-hmm. Now he's back and he's living and I think his fiance is from Milton Castlemaine so he's living there now. He's playing Milton Castlemaine and mid Kerry now. So that is like, that's some clatter of clubs. Robbie King up. there going around. <laughs> Signing for everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His agent but, uh, is lifting. Uh, a quality man. footballer as well, James, in his own way. He's right. very, very, very respected footballer down here. A serious kicker. Like, off the ground, off the hands, any angle, any distance, you'd back him. And in this time of year as well, when a couple of frees, you know, a lot of teams are missing him with the wind and the, the footing. He's just slapping them over. It's some advantage. He's been he's been a super player. He got man the match to weekend, yeah. which was 50-50 yeah, no because realistically, Clifford got 12 <laughs> points. But yeah. to the victors, go to spoils all the time. Like, ah. you have to give the winners the man the match. I, I yeah. hate seeing losing teams get man the match. Well, that's a beautiful bridge to Friday night. To the victors go to spoils. How did they feel in the capital, Paddy, when the footballer of the year went to Kerry and Dublin only got five All-Stars this year? Um, I know that this was obviously a big debate in the media aftermath of the All-Ireland final. There was a lot of coverage of it, obviously. Um, I thought once it was the shortlist was announced, I always, and I said another part on the Monday after the All-Ireland final, I felt Cluxton had a real show to win a player of the year. When the, the shortlist was out, it was Fenton was the only dub on it, Brendan Rogers and Clifford. I felt Clifford was pretty much nailed on to get it then. I know there was kind of calls for James McCarthy. That was probably more of a uh, sentimental side of things from, from the Dublin perspective. I, I thought once you've seen the shortlist, Clifford was, was pretty much nailed on to get it. He's only the second ever player to win back-to-back footballers of the year. Do you know Jack who o- the other one is? Jack O'Shea. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised at that now. But no, no, look, you can't really have many, many complaints. Look, he, he is outstanding. We said this at the time. Uh, and from a Dublin perspective, if I was going to give it to any of the dubs, Fenton was obviously immense, but I would have been leaning towards Cluxton, but, but he wasn't nominated for it. On the final All-Star split, we weren't far off, were we? If we look back at the football pod, was it the exact team? Paddy, we had 14 out of 15, yeah. but if I'm not mistaken you actually gave Ender Smith one but you have Paul Mannion in your team as well I did and that's the only I had Ender Smith in and it, it, it's an odd one for the All-Stars right Ender Smith got man on match in three games and was Roscommon, Ross Common's outstanding player but they don't make the quarterfinals and he actually gets sent off in that defeat to, uh, to Cork in the qualifiers mm. so you can kind of say should that go against him and we've said the All-Stars gets a lot of negative press because it's very much tilted towards the semi-final of finals. Um, and 
some of the so-called weaker counties or teams that exit early the Sheffield don't get a look in. And that's probably fair. So you can't really give out that when they do a friend the spit that he gets one. But I think for Paul Mannion to get man of the match in the All-Ireland final and be head and shoulders, Dublin's best player that day, and not get one, you could kind of say, because re- realistically, it's probably between Sean O'Shea, Mannion, and Edna Smith for, for two of those three slots. And they've gone with Sean O'Shea, who didn't really have a great final, but then he had had a brilliant second half of that Derry win in the semi-final. So, look, the All-Stars are very subjective. There's always calls like this. I think... I think it's a fair enough team. You know, I was happy for Thomas Sullivan to get one this year because he was probably nailed right in the mix in last year's team, but didn't have a good final on Shane Walsh and didn't get one. He gets one a cornerback this year, but I think Dublin would probably be looking at Mannion not getting one and feel a little bit hard done by. Yeah, Mannion was definitely the the main one that you, you'd you said he was unlucky, but you couldn't argue against any of the fellas who got him. And it was a fair to end of Smith, like some of the scores he got, yeah, unbelievable scores. I, I know you kind of say, look, it wasn't a semi-final or final or whatever, but some players just don't have access to those games. Do you know, they don't have a route at times. Now, Roscommon, we thought they probably did this year, but I like, but I'd is, like to see. Isn't that rare enough for the All Stars? Normally, they don't give All Stars. Yeah, I like you know, to see it one is, kind it of, is a criticism of them. So, so, so I think it is. It's great for Edna Smith. He's an absolute quality player. Um, and it's a, it's a good team, but what about the football pod being pretty much nailed out? They're listening to us. Somebody's listening to us out there. <laughs> McKinless at centre-back. That was cool. Uh, McKinless, he, he was one of my favourite players earlier. I think he is an absolute warrior. Do you know what I found? If he that? didn't get one, it would have been a first. I was doing a bit of training last week and bumped into the great John Small. John Small wasn't even nominated for an answer. I'm the same as you, Paddy. I couldn't it's believe it. Yeah. Not was it nominated? Was it nominated? That is ridiculous. And we had a big debate but about McInnes or Small. Yeah, yeah. So but if you do an uh, interview with the media at some stage in the year, you're a guaranteed nomination then if you play well. Do you think? Is that how you We should it? throw out a few. We should get a few rub players on here. Rub their get, Exactly. Well, it, it is an interesting one. Right? I think the one with Enda Smith, right? I, I can't, I'm, I'm looking there online. I, I saw a photo at the weekend of the All-Stars that have been given to players who didn't make the quarterfinals and there's some great ones there. John Keenan, Westmead, uh, Charlie Harrison from Sligo in 2010. I can't I can't find or remember the other ones, but I will it's dig rare, them at some stage. It? it is rare. It is rare. But for someone like Enda Smith, like how much that will mean to oh. his family, myself, his teammates even. But like, Roscommon as a county, 2001, Francie Graham was the last time that they got an All-Star. So it's it's a huge thing. Um, there was a, a really good piece written today, actually, by um, Michael Verney in the Indo. And it was about some of the great players that have never won All-Stars. And he was talking to Taggy in it. So, um, you know, you have the likes of Michael Meehan in Galway, Aaron Kernan in Armagh, Jason Sherlock in Dublin, Kevin McLaughlin in Mayo, Liam Harnan in Mead, Gary Brennan in Clare, Darrow Canada in Kerry, never made a football 15. Really? And then Hurling, the likes of Jerry McInerney from Galway, Jim Troy from Offaly, Tom Kenny from Cork, Taggy Fogarty from Kilkenny, Stephen McDonough from Limerick. Paddy Stapleton from Tip, they all slipped through the small ball net. But he told a story about one unnamed nominee who didn't win an award one night. And after a few beers, he showed the judging panel a text from his inter-county manager. And I was just wondering, Paddy, was, was this person you? Because the text was, don't <laughs> let the bastards get to you. I don't think that was me. No, I wasn't <laughs> I'm I wasn't, pretty sure no, it was I wasn't me. talking to the judging panel any night I was at the All-Stars. Definitely not. Hang on. No. The judging panel, actually, 
They're protected who species. It? Who the fuck is it? Yeah, is it a nut? No, I know, no, no. It's, it's, it's out in the open. Oh, is it's it? It's out in the open now. Yeah, I'll dig it out for you. I know that. I um, want names. John, I think we should get that job next year. I want names. The base is just listen to I, us anyway, Jimmy. Names and addresses, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will get the names. You know, in two seconds. I want the uh, names and addresses with me. for the last ten years. It's definitely an Irish so, Times journalist. PwC. Don't the tell PwC me there's someone from PwC just for the mix. Like, one of the partners, like, fuck's sake. Kerry Group is someone in it. The PwC hurling all-star 2023 selectors are, or were, Colm Keyes of the Irish Independent, Sean Moran of the Irish Times, Marty Morrissey of RTE, John Fogarty of the Irish Examiner, Pat Nolan of the Irish Mirror, Damien Lawler of RTE, Macdara McDonagh of TG Carter, Philip Lanigan of the Daily Mail, John Harrington of GA.ie, oh, wow. Joanne Cantwell of RTE, Gronya McElwain of GA Go. Gronya gets our vote. 42. So there you go. Jeez, that's it. It's well covered, obviously, pretty much every. I am, I am impressed with that list, to be fair. I'm Very hard to get consensus there, though, isn't it? When you have that many people in. And no, no ex-players. Yeah, no. Well, it's 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 selected by journalists, it's journalists and then the, yeah. the footballer of the year is selected by... Yeah, no, uh, I know that. But would you want players, a player's view of the All-Stars? Like, that's a lot of people to get consensus. But look, I suppose it's it's covering all the bases in the media. Consensus what is impossible, though, realistically. Yeah, yeah. Very difficult, yeah. What I'll do for you, Paddy, is look back and dig out who the selectors were in 2013, 2015, and 2017. I want names. I want names. In two of those years. I wouldn't say I was robbed in every year, maybe one or two. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have done more interviews, man. If oh, there was a football James. pod, could have got you on. Oh, we should have done this 10 years ago. James, uh, Dave Clifford obviously crowned footballer of the year back to back. Paddy mentioned it. It's a phenomenal achievement. Uh, Brian Fenton, the only other current player to have won two footballer of the year awards. You know, we know football didn't start back in 1996, but under the current guys, Trevor Giles won two footballer of the year awards. And then thinking back before that, Peter Canavan's won two, uh, Jack O'Shea's won what, four, what, Jimmy what, Keaton's won two. What was Giles, well. Tommy? 96 and 99? Yeah. Some player. Yeah. And Peter Canavan yeah. won it twice. Yeah, in the in I think they were twice in the early. Was it ninety five? Ninety five in two thousand and three. Surely did they win it in two thousand and three? Yes. When they won it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of my favorite ones were I think that this the distance between Henry winning it twice his earlier years are remarkable. It's like early on and very late on. It's just class, and it's the same with Cluxton winning those All Stars seven All Stars. The first one in two thousand and two, the latest yeah. in in twenty twenty three. It's unbelievable. James, I had a question for you. Football of the year twice. Is is so gone, isn't it? Like, like that is. Well, you're Rolls you're Royce, a standard setter. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! I wouldn't back against him for trainer up because he, no. he definitely yeah. didn't get to his highest high this year either. Like, like he has another gear. Yeah, his club form was sensational. Like afterwards, so he definitely has the hunger to get back there again. But he scored he scored eleven points in the club final in January, and he scores twelve points in the club final in the depths of November. So, like that entire year, do you know. Anyways, that's one thing. If you think, just, just uh, before we move off Clifford, uh, from Kerry's point of view, him losing that game, or all feel like that now, yesterday, and not having to go into a monster campaign, I think that's a good thing for David Clifford. Mm. He's not going to feel that now, and for Paddy as well, to get, because you, you've said it, Tommy, that is a phenomenal year. And it's, it is incredible, the consistency and the levels he reached, and Paddy as well, to be fair to him. But for Jack O'Connor, for Kerry, Obviously, smarting from from how the season finished for them, for for Cliff to get a couple of weeks off even, and not be kind of dragged on into another club campaign through. I think that's in the long term will be beneficial to him and to Kerry. And you're right in terms of what what is he twenty four? 
Like, realistically, if you're Kerry going to win this thing next year or the next couple of years, he's the main man for the foreseeable future. He could win. <laughs> like, three, he could win. He could win five footballers here. He's that good. He's that integral to his teams. And Kerry are going to be right there, there, thereabouts. But I think that... Yeah, they do. He, they need to protect him. Get a, a, a nice couple of weeks to just get his stuff together. It's been a long year on and off the pitch for him with Paddy. So, uh, look, I think he's deserving of it. Uh, this year for football of the year and I think the same as everyone looking forward to seeing him back in, in 2024 but he'll he'll get when's National League first week of February so last, we get, week, of last week 10 weeks last week of January last, last week, week of January, January yeah. nine weeks off we think we have a Kerry Dublin cracker set up in Tralee so there's a bit of argument going on before the pod we're planning a trip down to Tralee so <laughs> are we making are we making this fixture or the GA decide this the GA have decided Kerry Derry Kerry, Derry. No, There's it's no Kerry Dublin. Like, Kerry Dublin no. in Tralee should be the only I'm rarely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do a pod from that. That is not true. No, it's a very good point about, you know, on a on a kind of totally selfish level, I'm sure Jack O'Connor was like, okay, give the boys a bit of a break. Hopefully they get a break and they're not playing a Donahue Cup next week against the Legion, as I've said already. But when you look... When you look at Glenn, Connor Glass has had a couple of relentless years. Uh, Robbie Brennan spoke about it afterwards, the Kilmacook Crooks manager, when they bet RD St. Mary's that Paul Mannion and Shane Walsh both missing out on the small thing, but missing out on the team holidays because of their club campaigns and the success they're having at club level with Kilmacook Crooks. Like the relentless nature of, I suppose, the club season rolling into the county season, rolling into the club season, rolling into the county season for the best of the best. I'm not sure we're going to see really the impact of that for a couple of years, but. Um, yeah, Shane Walsh is horrendous. going to be under pressure because he didn't find his best form after the club no. season last year. And I know, I've heard him speak since, he's really up for getting his form back in this inter-county season. But he's going to be coming into the inter-county season off the back of another club run. Yeah, so, I mean, they're facing Nace in the Leinster final. So, yeah. He hasn't been at his best for Crokes either. I, I think he's found this season quite difficult. He was, he was integral for Crokes winning the All-Ireland uh, in January. He was obviously amazing for, for Galway the previous year. But I think all of 2023, he's, he struggled for his best form. We know his ceiling is so high, he, he definitely didn't reach that with Galway throughout the inter-county season. And though Croaks are winning, and, and they'll probably be favourites for that Leicester final uh, on Sunday week against Nice, he hasn't really been at his best either in the club scene. So you're looking for, for Park Joyce and for Galway. If they're going to get back to those heights again in 2024, he is so, so important. But you're right, Jimmy. Like if you look at Croaks, they'll be fancy their chances of being in, in the All-Ireland Club final uh, towards the end of January. And then, what, a week or two weeks, and then they're straight back in again. So I suppose it's the price of success, but um, it's uh, that will be an interesting one to watch. Mm. Yeah, for sure, 100%. 100%. Um, James, the night that you won Football of the Year in 14, did you, know that, did you find out that night in the arena or did you know beforehand? I knew beforehand... Um, so I went up the day of then for like pictures or whatever. So if they're allowed to be that day, don't you, Jimmy? Earlier the day. Yeah, there was a bit of bit of hacking in it, all right. And did I didn't. So what, huh? Did you get a few quid at the time? Twenty five. Oh. <laughs> did you? No. <laughs> no, it is fuck on. Tommy's I can't actually remember what it was. You got, a, <laughs> I, you got a car, didn't no, you? No, no, no. The car was gone for me. I hit the car in like 2012 or something because it was the two awards um, but the car no the car was gone I'd say it's it might have been I'm guessing it's a Ferrari during the Celtic Tiger like. 
It could have been maybe seven and a half thousand or something. I can't I honestly can't remember. It was blown anyway, whatever it was, instantly. You'll have to cut that because if ever you get wind of this, Jimmy's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do? Sorry, I was, half, I was unemployed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the no, I say I was Tommy. in college. Yeah. I was in college. I had no money. <laughs> the feds are going to be queued up outside <laughs> the weekend. There you go. This is a bit of inside baseball here. We're getting into the the heart of the. Uh, uh, Shane Enright, you know Shane Enright, the our cornerback. Yeah, yeah, Gilray, awesome operator. But when he was he was playing cornerback, he got an all star, and he it was a surprise on the night. Oh but yeah. The fifteen hundred euro for an all star award at the time was in his account that morning. So he knew he was after getting it. <laughs> That's the efficiency of the banking system. There you go. Too quick. Brilliant. So congrats to all the All-Star winners. The team was Stephen Cluxon, if you don't know it already. Stephen Cluxon, Conor McCluskey, Mick Fitzsimons, Thomas Sullivan, James McCarthy, Garrett McInnes, Conor McCarthy of Monaghan, Brian Fenton and Brendan Rodgers in midfield, Paddy Clifford, Sean O'Shea, Enda Smith in the half-forward line, David Clifford, Shane McGuigan and Collie Baskell. What a season he had in the full forward line. David Clifford, Footballer of the Year. Ethan Doherty, Young Footballer of the Year. And Kerry had a clean sweep at the LGA FA Awards on Saturday night. Louise Nimura-Herty was uh, announced as Footballer of the Year as well down in Kerry. So uh, cleaning up in that it's regard. Although the, well, dubs, like- although the Dubs won the All-Ireland and they had eight on the uh, What a convincing What a convincing yeah. that day, that final. Well, I suppose that can be more of a kind of a strong team effort rather than one, you know, individual player. Like. Yeah. We mentioned the drama in Kerry and we've gone through the All-Stars. The results from the weekend in terms of the Senior Football Championship, St. Bridget's over Common are facing yeah. Cara Finn in the Connacht final. So the two heavyweights between them, they've shared 11 Connacht titles since 2006 in the last 17 years. Both of them, I would say, are at early enough stages in their kind of transition back to being heavyweights again. Carfin were awesome lads in Salt Hill against Ballina. 14 of their 16 points were from play. Five of them came from young Jack McCabe, who had a quiet county final. He's only 19. He scored five from play this day. And Gary Sykes kicked five as well. You have to fancy Carfin for that Connacht final. I know Bridges weren't at their best, but they struggled to get over Mohill on, on Sunday. And you just get the sense, Carlofin, yeah, just their style of play, they're, they're edging back towards that brilliant team where they kind of dominated for yeah. three or four years. You'd fancy them to, to come through that. Uh, I get it to an All-Ireland semi-final, based on what we've seen so far. Did they get two Did they get two All-Irelands out of it, Carlofin? Three in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah. Jesus. And serious ball they were playing as well at the time. Like, Three in a row is reckless. A club is strong. Bridget had picked up two big injuries in the last couple of weeks. Brian Stack, who actually came on very late on against Mohol, I don't think they were expecting him back. Very good for his comment this year. And Rory Fallon went off uh, towards the end of the county final. Ben O'Carroll, who impresses all this year, is their kind of star up top. Um, I do think it'll be Cara Finn's biggest test of the last couple of weeks. They've had tough tests between Moy Cullen and uh, Ballina at the weekend. It's winter football. I do think it's going to be a good game between the two of them. So that is one we're keeping an eye on. Um, and like just the, the savage work rate lads from the Carfin forwards, which is off the charts. Gary Slice again setting the tone. What a warrior. 39 a couple of weeks ago. Five points, two frees, three from play. The three from play lads. Did you see the, the solo dummy off the left, outside of the left boot, shot from about 45 yards? No. No. Oh, it was a beaut. I had to send it on to you. It was so good. Touch of stars. Um, Lovely. In Leinster. These two games were tight. St. Lomans 
of Westmead lost to Nace after extra time, 110 to 115. It was 19 to 12 at full time, and Nace got a goal right at the start of extra time, and they kind of blew Lomans away in extra time. And in RD, Chemical Croaks were 10 points up at half time with 14 minutes to play. That lead was down to two, but they pulled away and they won by five. So, um, Paul Mannion, obviously, the disappointment of not picking up an all star on Friday night, kicked five points from play in RD. Uh, two off the right, three off the left, put in a cracking performance. And uh, yeah, they're the games last weekend. And this weekend, we have got the Ulster semi-finals. We've got Trillick against Scotstown. That's going to be live on TV. And Glenn against Nave Connell. And in Munster, we have Rat Gormack up against the Cork champions, Castlehaven. And Dingle up against the tip champions, Clonmel Commercial. So they should be two quality games of football as well. Give us a few predictions there, lads. Go on. I think they're going to win as well. But up north, Scottsdale, Glen, Ulster Foyle, I think would be. A I fancy Clonmel in that Dingle Clonmel game. You were saying that last week, yeah. Mm. And what about your conquerors? You, you just can't bring yourself to back Castlehaven, can you? I, no, I think Castlehaven are winning that, are going to beat Ragormack. Although, like, the Waterford champions have typically been very difficult to beat in Munster over the last couple of years and they've picked up some big scalps. Um, I just think that Castlehaven outfit probably have. Just the way they set up, they're very. Included, they, they kind of get a bit too much credit for being an attacking force. They are defensive, as I said before, and I think Rat Gormick will find it tough to break them down. Castlehaven, Dingle, Ulster Foyle, and Glenn, Scottsdale, Ulster Foyle. What round is Dingle, Clamel? Semi. Semi final. There are 12 teams left in the senior Club All Ireland. Tommy, you, you've seen more of these games than we have. Right now, we'll go on on the 20th of November. Who do you think is going to win the All Ireland? We won't quote you on this, but we will. Um, I know what he's going to say. Who do I think is going to win the All-Ireland? No, I don't know. Like, I've seen Carfin twice now and I'm impressed. I just don't know if it's the Carfin we were seeing a couple of years ago. I am very impressed. Carfin really go after all impressed, it. but come on. I think, I, I think if Chemical Crokes get over the line against Nace they and will. Glenn get over the line against Nave Connell and in Trillick or Scottstown, I think... They're going to actually meet in the All Ireland semi finals. I think that's the way it's lined yeah. up. I think it's Leinster Ulster in the semi finals this year. Oh, come so. on. Come on. Who's going to win? The Keep talking us through the championship, but who's going to win it? Christ. Glenn. Glenn. You're going for Glenn. Although I would love to see I think Scott's, a Scottstown. I think Scottstown will win Ulster. Yeah. I'd love to see Scottstown win Ulster. G- Jimmy, but I, I think Crokes are going to win the All Ireland again. I, I think Carfin will win it. Class. So, so Carfin, Jimmy. Who are you saying? Tommy Glenn. And I'll say Crooks. I think the Crooks are like they probably have the strongest panel, like, but they've been around now. Is this going to be there? They got to the final last, got to the final and won. Still on I the just road think, now. It's a, lot, th- it's a lot of effort. I think they'll beat Nace. They get a little break over Christmas. And I just think a semi final in January. I think Shane Watts will have a big game in him. I think Manuel is kind of consistently delivers for them. I just I, I I struggle to see someone beat Crokes. Like Currents or Rallies. It's obviously very hard to go back to back like but Kearns I don't think Rallies. someone the has got to win it. Currents or Rallies nearly beat Kilmacott in the semi-final last year and but they got relegated intermediate. I, I would say one there. thing about Chemical Crokes. I think they find it difficult to play beyond the level they're facing. They always do enough. They're just horrible but they're like a one at some stage oh, yeah yeah they'll get two same at the weekend against their D there's no way they're going to lose that game they're such at some stage you're getting caught though possibly possibly 
like it, it is back to back is very very difficult but I think like Scottsdale have some brilliant players Glenn obviously have some brilliant players as do Cara Finn but does anyone have two lads like Shane who beat Glenn last year Crokes Chemical Crokes and Chemical Crokes is such fine margins Chemical Crokes needed an extra player on the field oh I'm only joking. <laughs> no, oh, but you, you know can't back out of a comment like that. I'm saying uh, I'm only joking. Oh, I have to. In, in all reality, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, in, in all reality, I mean, you're getting down. That was you're getting right down to the the top teams now. I, I agree. I think Carafin have a massive chance. I think they'll win. Connacht. I think Glenn is interested. I think Scott's down. I just think that win against Kilku last week was massive for them. I think they'll come through comfortably against Trillick at the weekend and set up an Ulster final and I think Crokes will have too much for, for Nace I don't see a winner from Munster of the whole thing I'd be, I'd be amazed if if I think Dingle will probably win Munster but he, or if, even if it's Castle Aven, I can't see either of them beating any of the other three I'd like to see Dingle have a run at it because they've always been an excellent team here but never got the chance do you know yeah yeah. You have to be you know, the stars have to align as well for you to get your chance at the right time and all that. But they have a strong team. They've all the gainies. If yeah. they can rattle monster, you players. never know. Jesus, this. they're yeah. good players. Like. Tom Sullivan. There's there's a big day in them as well. Sleeping on Clonmel, boys. You're sleeping on Clonmel. See, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So it's obviously there's a lot of kind of. Uh, comings and goings in the county scene at the minute Roscommon were dealt a bit of a blow this week on one hand uh, they're losing Mark McHugh from their management team where's, where's um, he going? the travel has become too much um, as uh, far as I can tell from the report so he's stepping yeah, yeah. away I wonder will he be drafted into Donegal that could be interesting I don't less know travel there now working with you a little less I'd travel say. but after a year where Roscommon they obviously all had a great year Jerry McGowan has also stepped away from Debbie Burke's backroom team but they've replaced him with Larry Wall who um former Leash player managed the Downs uh, in Westmead Gail Collinkill and Mead has built up a really big reputation uh, so he's in there they haven't replaced Mark McHugh yet Connor Daly is going to Australia but his brother Ronan Daly is coming home from Australia so there's one Daly out one Daly in and Keane McKeown uh, one of their most talented forwards is heading to Australia as well but Ulton Harney one of their strongest um, I would say middle third players over the last couple of years is, is apparently coming home so that's two out two in for Roscommon I was chatting to Brian Fenton last week. Had a nice chat, Paddy, at the launch of the new jersey with the with the new Dublin sponsors. Um, Say that, yeah. Got about fifteen minutes with him. He was talking about, and um, you know, everyone's asking him who's staying, who's going, and sure, you know, there's no real commitment yet by anybody. But <laughs> I kind of said to him, you know, you had that at James McCarthy's wedding the year before, and it seemed to be the night that sparked everything coming together. Sometimes you just need to have everyone in a room and see what happens. And the Dubs have obviously gone on there holiday this week they're gone to Miami am I right for three days and then down to the Dominican Republic yeah, nice trip. am I right with that something like that yeah. something like the Caribbean yeah something like that so they'll obviously be together now for uh, a little while and uh, he said he's been trying to keep the fire lit over the last couple of weeks and he says that's how it works you know he might drop Kilkenny a WhatsApp and a photo of the two of them <laughs> together and just make sure you know there's no thoughts going on up there that he might be stepping away same as McCarthy he said he tried it with Fenton and he, he wasn't even getting blue ticked with, uh, sorry, he tried it with Cluxton, he wasn't even getting blue ticked with Cluxton. He great ticks. Did you get any texts off Fenton while you stepped away or when you were waiting to step away? No. <laughs> Everyone, the man in the street knew I was finished. Just a waving you know? emoji, he guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, look, I think it's important to enjoy our downtime now as well. 
they, mm. they'll enjoy the holiday, bit of crack. There's there's loads of you come into December, there's loads of different things on. There's a, obviously the All yeah. Stars a big night, there's medal presentations and all that stuff as well. So and I think the big thing was Desi probably staying on. There was uncertainty was he gonna stay on or not? And we had to wait and see at the end of the club championship what guys were gonna do. But Desi staying on, I think it's a big thing. I think it's great. Um, for Dublin as well. Um, it does, and we are getting into that period now around kind of December time as teams will be going back now with the National League starting mm. in January. Obviously, the, the cup competition starting in early January. Teams will be going back. And if you're kind of on the fence of going back or not, you, I think you'll start seeing statements in the next week or two from, from all around the country with, with all their players kind of taking a step away around them. But it's, from a Dublin perspective, it's great. We haven't seen anyone step away from it yet. Whether that's going to be the case come January, we don't know. But um, I think it's important as well to just to enjoy. Uh, it was a big win for Dublin, obviously. It was massive. Uh, yes. And they're still enjoying that that bit as well, which is uh, well earned. Yeah. yeah, well, there was obviously so much emotion in the aftermath of that win that it, you kind of take, need to take a while for it to settle down and then figure out. But I'd say every team around the country are probably at the same crack with just trying to make sure that they're keeping the same group together as much as possible and fellas don't step away if there's a way they can kind of convince them to stay on. So um, it's an interesting time across the board. James, any murmurings down in Kerry of anyone stepping away apart from Jack Barry? Or Jack Barry's going. No, but there, there was a shake-up at the panel, all right. <laughs> yes, Paddy, Jack Barry's going travelling. Um, he is, he's heading off a couple of weeks. Australia, I think. The thing with, with Jack is that he, I, his thinking has to be short-term. It has to be like nine months. Do you know what I mean? Like you could bring in a load of 22, 21 year olds, but how important are they going to be for you in the next nine months? Like it, 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 the manager has to have a certain approach. Is he, is he thinking of the long-term future or is he thinking I need to, I need to get us to another final in, in July? Do you know? So you're saying Jack O'Connor more Mick McCarthy than Stephen Kenny. Yeah, oh, I, I think Stephen so. Kenny, I, th- <laughs> I think in terms of, in terms of who you're going to be, yeah, who you're going to be relying But Kerry aren't in transition. Kerry aren't in transition. No. Kerry were a couple of points shy last year. They obviously need to improve in certain areas. I do think they need one or two players, though. They definitely need players, Certainly. though, yeah, around the middle. Eight, ten, and eight and ten. Inside, Jimmy. The, the, the big thing, you're looking, who can take the burden off the Clifford's obviously credible. We said this through last season that I don't think Kerry ever reached the heights in twenty. 23 that they did the previous year when he could have swept everyone aside they were really hard to play against defensively they were dominant around the middle they worked really hard and then a really slick forward unit. I don't think they hit the heights in any area of the field in 2023 they were still really good obviously but I think someone who can step in with Clifford and take a little bit of pressure off him Gainey's obviously a year older brilliant player and all that but yeah, I agree around midfield, but I think Jack could be looking for someone as well yeah. inside who who, who yeah. can be a killer to support the two Cliffords and Sean O'Shea. Um, well, he's brought he's brought Dara Roach back in. Do you remember Dara that was that yeah. broke his hand? He went got, to the states. He got cleared the championship in the Kerry County Championship, and okay. he's brought in Killian Burke. I don't think he's brought in any other forwards like to to add to what they have. But, but is O'Cumber back from injury to kind of step up yeah. in that place that Jack Barry's leaving behind? So he's obviously was a massive loss last year when he got injured early on. But if you look at the difference between Kerry coming into this season and going into 2024, we all said Kerry would essentially throw their arse at the National League. They'd win their home games to stay in Division 1 and that was it. And that turned out to be the case. 
and that's you kind of see the rationale behind that after having such a big year the previous year. I think Jack and Kerry will be looking to go big in the, in the league. league this year. Yeah. I think so. I think they'll have a different okay. mentality approach in the league in 2024 than they did in 2023. Um, I, but I, like I the, league, the league final was, was Mayo-Galway. Yeah. And neither of them raised a gun up in the championship. Division two was double well, they, kind of took, they kind of took each other out, James. Like, don't forget, like, the, the, that group round robin was on a knife edge. It could have gone very different for both teams. They could have been straight into the quarterfinals and suddenly it looks very different. They were losing that first day against Ross Common at the Connacht Championship. Totally, totally screwed their whole season. Well, that was, yeah. uh, that was unfortunate that they had that game at all. But, like, realistically, what's the evidence telling us that, like, would a good National League have any positive impact on the Championship period? With the new, with the new structure, with the group and everything, plenty of games and championship. Yeah. But if you, I think Kerry in twenty twenty two, they were big on the league and they carried that the whole way through. Yeah, I think Dublin, Dublin did use Division two to their advantage this year. They got gave games up to a lot of players, but towards the end of that campaign, I think nearly losing up in Derry for Dublin was a real kick in the hole for them. How they lost mm. that game, there was a bit of an edge back in their play. Obviously, they got close to them, and you know those guys back as well. But I just think an approach from Kerry. I think they'll be far more focused earlier in the season than they were in 2023. I think it's important I, for I them think that's, And they're back, they're back from shot. their training camp in New York. Yeah. You you are listening to the tail end of season three of the Football Pod. Brought to you every week with thanks to AIB and Off The Ball. We are free to listen to on Mondays. We have told you already we have got an exciting members plan coming in January for season four. More of that to follow the pod is brought to you by AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Club Hurling and Camogie Championships. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We're nearly finished, lads. One thing I wanted to final finish on, it caught my eye last week. Aidan O'Shea did a, an interview on the Irish Examiner podcast. Oh. And one thing he mentioned, it was, a, it was a fairly wide ranging interview, but he spoke about the fact that the social element between inter-county players has been removed from the games. He was kind of speaking about the heyday in the 70s and the 80s and how close the Dublin and Kerry team of that time would have been. He said, all there is now is content because we separate from each other all the time. There is no time for interprovincials or Irish teams, any of that stuff. It breeds contempt. Whether it is deliberate or not, it just happens. Even all-star trips seem to be pulled now. It is sad, really. And he talks about how in, you know, other sports, in the NBA, you've got the likes of Kevin Durant and LeBron James who have a laugh on the court off the, off the game but before the game and then they're killing each other on the court and that kind of camaraderie is nice to have um, where would you be on, on that because let's just set the record straight here you two boys get on very well now ever since we got you together on the football pod Paddy I would say that you would still get on very well with Andy Moran ever since we got you together on the football pod but prior to the football pod you wouldn't have really crossed each other's paths had a pint together had a bit of crack you probably didn't even know that you no, were uh, such similar people, you know. Well, it's it's very difficult because you're you're inside in your own bubble, and you've got you almost have to be anti every other team. Do you know, you have to have some element of almost hatred for everyone else if you want to get an edge yourself. I, I know in, in the ideal world you would say, "She's be great and all to be pally pally with all these guys." Like, but where are you going to find the time to? And what's the point afterwards? Once you're once you're once you're retired, honestly, once you're out the door. It is like a switch. Completely different. It yeah, is so different. different. It's hilarious how personable <laughs> people are afterwards and how much of a good time you can have with fellas. But when you're in there, honestly, 
There's nothing. You need to be ignorant. I think, well, I don't, you need to be, but you just are. You're, it's just the, it's just the nature of the beast. When are you going to get the time anyway to be, to be socializing with other teams? You barely get well, time I suppose to socialize the point with your is, own team. That's fair. I, I suppose the wider point he was making was, and it's very difficult at the minute with the club and, and inter-county seasons and the split season, was I suppose that the Railway Cup and mm. there was kind of a beautiful element of the Railway Cup for a long time that maybe didn't get picked up in the public, but I always loved seeing the combined teams when I was younger growing up, seeing who was picked from which county and where that went. Maybe it was different for players, but as a as a Gaelic yeah, football and Harlem uh, fan growing up, I always loved the Railway Cup. I think with the schedule, look, it is, it's, it's more difficult. Like I said, the international rules was obviously a big thing. You can kind of get a month of trials and training and then the trip itself to Oz where there's players from all over. Mm. That's gone. The Raven Cup is obviously long gone. The only real inter-county mingling is in college football, is in Sigerson. Mm. We obviously had that in DCU, which was big and, and lots of good relationships from that. I agree with Jimmy. Look, the reality is, uh, I agree with Ray Doshea is saying, there's, when you're in, you're in. That's just the nature of it. There's no, <laughs> there's no time or there's no, to be honest, there's no will to engage with, with other teams. It's it's you against them. They're trying to eat their lunch. There's, there's definitely no uh, there's no love loss. And that's just the, the nature of it. Is, is that right? Is it wrong? I, I don't know, but that's just the way it is. There, there's not a case of... It is. It's just your, your own teammates, your own county. You're doing everything you can for them. You're not really arsed yeah. what, what other teams think about you. Uh, and, and on the offside, you say, like myself and Andy, I w- would not have gone over Andy. <laughs> when we were playing um, and that's just the mindset but then once you finish I agree with Jimmy and it's difficult I'd always say I'd obviously have a good relationship with, with a lot of the, the Dublin lads still now it's when you're in it's very hard to accept it but once you step out and you do agree with James you just see the difference there's no pressure anymore you're not competing against anyone anymore and everyone has so much in common as Jimmy said mm. you know Everyone's just trying to do their best for their own team, their own county. We're all kind of similar enough personalities and stuff like that. So I don't think that's going to change. You're not going to see teams being best boards until they so, finish. So was there ever like, you know, you've seen the rugby like you might see teams coming in and, you know, you see with the Irish rugby team, whoever they played against in the tour in New Zealand or something, sharing a can after a match. You wouldn't. So if you say the Kerry it's team, the happen. Dublin team after a, would, after a would, National I League would game. Enjoy that. Let me just let me just paint the picture here. Oh, I'd, I'd, enjoy, picture. I'd, I'd enjoy it. But Jimmy, you're saying you'd enjoy it now because you're finished now <laughs> when you were playing. Like, I'm not well, sitting only after the right result. <laughs> Did it ever transpire? Did it ever transpire after a league game in Dublin, say James, where the Kerry team were up and you had it and it was a Saturday night that the Dublin team and the Kerry team would end up in coppers and you'd share a couple of drinks together? I, it probably did happen a few times, yeah, but not, not organised. You're, you're off the gargling generally. Maybe after the old championship yeah, game. I mean, I, I, I met the Dublin lads a good few times in, around Dublin, but like, yeah, I, in fact, you know what I go as far as saying? If someone in your team was too close to someone from another yeah. team, you tell him to fucking cop on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you're you're trying to create this lovely yeah. image, Tommy, and it's not gonna. Happen. I'm not. I'm not really. You are, when you, you finish, are. you have so much time <laughs> when you finish, and you're not competing against each other anymore. You can have as much crack as you want. Aidan O'Shea will see this man. His focus should be on Mayo when he finishes. I'm sure he'll be very affable and get on with loads and loads of people, but. There's definitely not a will from when I was playing or from Dublin's perspective to be best mates with, with teams that you're playing against. 
that's just the nature. And Dublin and Kerry, there's obviously a massive respect and connection between both those counties, but on the pitch. You say the 70s yeah. teams were, were great friends. I don't, not sure they were the best friends in the 70s. Was, They're great. Yeah, no, a connection sure. now, but in the 70s, I don't think they were uh, For sure. Were and I, the, the reason, long story, that I brought this up was that I, I have a proposal that I want to bring oh. to the table. So, so right now in Gaelic football and hurling at inter-county level, you have a lot of players who are between the ages of 23 and say 30 that are playing. There's not that many players who are getting in and breaking in at 18, 19, and you're seeing a, a clatter of players retiring in their early 30s. Two prime examples sitting in front of me. So what I would like to do is to bridge that gap between players who can't play inter-county masters until they're 40. I think the Railway Cup should be brought back oh. for the likes of Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue and whoever else retires between the ages of 30 and 40 and they play Railway Cup action and we make it a big thing. We get we Mikey up. We we do a documentary. We do <laughs> a bit of... This is I think so. And we have... A, oh, be, yeah, I think we do. breathing. I think that's how we bring back. I'm going to get on to. <laughs> that's getting sick. I, I don't like know. This I, idea, to... I like this idea. Well, I'm going to get on to. I'm going to find Martin Donnelly. I'm going to get on to Martin Donnelly. Martin He's Donnelly. a Clareman. And I'm going to say, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Have I got you on board, James? You were playing in Crow Park a couple of weeks ago for the bank. You scored a couple of goals. I'll get this streamed on TV or something, or Clubber maybe. Get them involved. I think there'll be. It could be onto something, T. An over yeah. 30s, under 40s Railway Cup. 100%. No training involved, just a weekend and of matches in Vegas. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Vegas. You've Sorry, got, got, got ahead of myself. You can bring it to Dubai, wherever you want to go. Dubai if you want to go wherever you want. There's a massive but, Irish community in Dubai. And part of it is as well, right? So you boys are lucky. You're blessed. You've got every Monday on the pod. you got that bit of crack. I'd say a lot of players, if they're stepping away from club or inter-county this winter, it can be tough those early weeks when you're stepping away from a group you're leaving one group it is tough so I don't know could that be a bit of a bridge I, actually, um, I don't can, think the players that's probably something that's not talked about enough is like fellas when, it, when it's all over because you, you go from so you go from so invested to so out of the loop fairly quick could we could we talk about that next week we can we could okay well I'm going to pull the plug on this week's pod lads I've enjoyed it great idea to finish um, with you your ideas guy okay yeah, showbiz <laughs> baby. It's a new job. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He's, look, he's a new man. He's a new man. They're flowing out of me, lads. That's it. Hey, juices get flowing when we're working together. It's always that way. Uh, enjoyed this week on the football pod. We will be back next Monday. Thank you, everyone who's listening in and getting in touch. The pod is back every Monday until probably the middle of December. We take a wee break and we'll be back for season four then, where we'll have. Our members plan, as I've said already, uh, on the off the ball membership scheme, where it'll be uh, pods on a Monday, and that members plan that we're going to reveal very soon. It sounds like I don't know what it is, but I do. I just don't want to say what it is. Yeah, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Mind yourselves, lads. Enjoyed it. Take care. Bye, boys. Sam boys. See us next week. Be good.